When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same-day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have, what um, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Can have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 102 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in my basement, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? Ah, I'm doing good. How's that Diet Coke? Dude, that's tasty. <laughs> Diet Coke. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. How have you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. We just did our giveaway. It was we freaking did. sweet. That was a lot of fun. That was awesome. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. We don't do lives enough. No, we don't. We should do them a lot more. Yeah, we really don't. But I have a good time when we do them, and we had a lot of participation in this giveaway. It was good, man. I was pretty pumped up about it. I was too. And, you know, we got, what, seven winners over there, I believe it was? Yeah. Eight. Eight different winners. Eight different winners. I mean, for two dudes from Pennsylvania who have, like, a (laughs) semi-successful... Who have podcast. a podcast. Who, who have a podcast. Um, we're, we're here trying. I think that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I never <laughs> thought we'd get to this point, but I mean, not that I can't say it. I didn't think we'd get to this point because I think we would. We both agreed we were never really going to like give up on this thing. No. But, you know, did it take us a little longer than other podcasts to get here? Yes. Maybe. Are we having more fun than those podcasts? Yeah. We Probably. Are. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. Did we outlive 99% of the podcasts? In the outdoor industry? Yes. Or any podcast for that? Yeah. So, hey, here we are. Here we are. We're still making it happen. It's like negative two out. It's really freaking cold. It's unreal, right? It's pretty much just our small game season. Nothing else going on. Yep. Deer season's come to a close. We're here. We're having fun. We're giving stuff away. And that that keeps the off season. That kind of refuels the drive. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, I totally agree. Like, I'm pumped up again. I want to get back to deer season. I'm with you, man. I didn't really have a deer season, though, too. So 
I kind of missed out on it this year, so I'm like extra excited yeah. for next year. See, I hunted quite a bit. I had quite a bit of sits. I mean, not a ton. Yeah. But once I got it done, I was just kind of, I kind of packed it up a I little bit. I don't blame bit. you. You know, I had other stuff that I was kind of putting off. And, and that weight just like lifted yeah. off the shoulders. You yeah. didn't have like that drive to get out and just start slaying does, I guess. I mean, I really wanted to. I love hunting, mm-hmm. love being out there, but. You make a lot of sacrifices yep. when you're typically a weekend warrior, and then you go from being a weekend warrior to someone who gets out there like an hour and a half after work. Yeah. You know, or maybe two hours after work, or go in the morning before work. You do a lot of things that you're not used to and throw your normal schedule off. Yeah, totally. Makes it really tough. So when I got it done, you know, I'm not hurting for deer meat. Yeah. I got a lot. I've had some really good years the last few years. You know, I haven't killed a buck in two years, yeah. but- I killed like five deer one year, three deer the next year, you know, plenty of deer meat. It's just me and my wife. Yeah. So, you know, plus party events, that's how we eat our our meat. Absolutely. I'm in the same boat as you, though. I feel like I didn't get out enough. Yeah, right. I feel like I didn't get what I wanted to get out of the season. Does that make I, sense? I, that, it does make sense. And I don't want people to take that the wrong way because you did. You shot a really nice buck this oh, yeah. year. And like, I know you wouldn't take that back for anything. No. That's not what he means, like, but. Yeah, what I mean is, like, there's a fulfillment when you get six weeks, well, now seven weeks on archery season mm-hmm. out of an entire year. Yeah. You get seven weeks. That's it. That's a lot to look forward to. Right. Seven weeks out of an entire year. Out of 52 weeks, we get seven. And we're okay? usually grinding. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, like, I want to make those seven weeks the most memorable deer season ever, every single year. Yeah. I want to be out there because there's nothing more that I love on this planet more than just being out there in the wilderness with nature, you know, that's, that's my comfort zone. Yeah, dude. So when I say I'd like, didn't feel like I got enough out of it. I mean, I think I let myself down a a little bit by the whole beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. I was cutting grass. Yeah. Right. It was like 90 some degrees. It was hot, man. It was insane. I mean, we were cutting grass until December. Literally. There were people calling. That's why, you know, Every minute I wasn't hunting, I was working. Yeah. And it just feels like it went by so fast. I agree with that, honestly, man. It went, I wasn't even doing any, like, much hunting, and it went by fast. It seemed like, oh, I got out opening day. It was kind of like a throwaway hunt. And then I might get out in a couple weeks. And then, like, those weeks were just flying by, and they were all of a sudden here, and then I had a sit, and then it's like, I might not get it out again for another couple weeks. And then it was here already, and I was like, holy shit, the season's almost over. Right. And the next thing you know, the season is over. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> you know, archery season ended pretty abruptly, and I had not a state hunt. That helped. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in the woods then. Yeah. And then after that, man, I mean, rifle season, I think I got out two or three times. One on once. I hunted for myself one time, first I day. Twice. That was it. Yeah. First morning. Um, that was the only time I hunted by myself. And then after that, it was just me trying to get my nephew out. Yeah, dude. A couple of times. He got his first buck. Phenomenal. Awesome. Unreal. And it's, it's been zero hunting since. I've been out squirrel hunting a couple of times now. Yeah. Just got back from a squirrel trip. Hasn't been zero hunting since. What do you mean? Deer hunting? Yeah. Did I go out deer hunting? Yeah, you did. You flew uh, somewhere. Oh, that's true. Oh my okay. God. You went out Pennsylvania. Another- <laughs> I'm talking okay. Pennsylvania. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What did you I just do? got back? <laughs> I did just get back from a hunting trip out of state. I, yeah. I went on another out of state hunting trip, but <laughs> we'll get to that. We need to talk about that. Yeah. So you know, it's fun. I want to get the beak out now. It's if we could get some normal weather. We got like two foot of snow on the ground. 
My dog can't even walk outside right now. The snow's up to the tip of his head. Yeah. It's insane. You know, this is the best time to hunt rabbits because they can't run with a crap on the snow. You know, so if you kick them up, they're a lot easier to kill, a lot easier to see. And we went out one time so far. We just got back from a squirrel trip. Uh, weren't We didn't kill anything. It was like, we got up to my camp. It was negative three degrees. That's not real, Phil. That's the actual temperature. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's not <laughs> squirrel hunting weather. <laughs> no, there's a foot of snow in, in, in front of our camp. Uh, we're we're pulling in at like one in the morning. Oh, uh, it was like midnight, 1230-ish. And I'm jumping out, grabbing a shovel, and literally shoveling a path around our vehicle and into the camp to get in. Unreal, man. We got in the camp. The camp was 25 degrees inside. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my gosh. How were the pipes? Well, it's all, um, what's that, that plastic uh, packs. Oh, it's all packs. It's all packs. Okay. So okay. none of our pipes, like yeah. typically, typically, you know, fingers crossed, nothing breaks. <laughs> you know, Yeah, like <laughs> like we had one on the toilet just recently yeah. break after X amount of years. But, you know, we winterize it pretty well. Yeah. So I, I don't think I got to sleep till like 3 in the morning that night. I bet. The next day was Friday. I had to work oh, at 8. So I'm waking up at 8, putting a full day's work. Dude, I was exhausted. We were up to like two something in the morning every day or every, yeah, every night and then <laughs> sleep until 10. Just talking, drinking chocolate milk. Chocolate milks, man. Yeah, we, wa- we watched so many movies up there. Sickening. Yeah. <laughs> Sickening. But it's such a good time to get up there. That is fun. It's been a while. So what you been up to, man? Uh, a lot of work, man. Switch jobs again. You just. I know. That's how many I- job switches this year? Last year. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. 2021. Only two. I mean, not not really, like once. So yeah. I switched. I was welding the industrial bandsaw blades. Mm-hmm. And then I went to another place after that. And then I went back to welding industrial bandsaw blades because, mm-hmm. you know, the grass is always greener. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I understand that for sure. <laughs> yeah. I really do. You think that you, um, you do, you make a lot of moves for your family, for yourself. Yeah. You know, and you think that it's going to be the right move and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. Luckily for you, you didn't burn any bridges. That's exactly it. And you were able to go back to something that was, was yeah, better for yourself. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's, it's always horrible timing award for me, though. Yeah. It's like I switch jobs when, like, there's always a trip involved. <laughs> yeah, someone. It's uncanny, dude. Someone was supposed to be going with, to Florida with me. Yeah. Which was fun. I was supposed to go to Florida fishing the last time <laughs> the mm-hmm. job switch happened, too. But it happens. That killed us both. It was your job switch, and then my cousin decided to get married that weekend. So. Yeah. Bummer. That would have been fun. Yeah, man. Oh, I agree. But I finally got to meet Walter. Which is awesome. Yeah. He's okay. The old ginger ninja. Yeah, he's okay. He's a lot smaller than I thought. Hobbit from the South. Yeah. He's a lot smaller than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good dude, man. He's an awesome dude. He really is. Dude, what a camp. What a camp. I can only imagine, man. I don't know if you want to jump right into that or not. It's been probably a couple weeks now since I've been down there. I want to take just a real quick step back before we do that. I want to talk about our partners. Yeah, that's a good call. We should do that. <laughs> Pretend like we have a podcast for a minute here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> First and foremost, Scree Gear. ScreeGear.com. We just had a giveaway, and we gave away hard scrabble top and bottoms. Yes, we did. They are some of my favorites. Yeah. Who won that? Brandon McCormick? Brandon yeah. McCormick won it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing a hard scrabble vest right you now. Are. In a soulless pattern. I love this you vest. You should have mentioned that I on the have. live we just did. Yes, I should have. That's okay. Should have tagged them. Yeah. Yeah, we were... Not good with technology, We're are we? not good with technology, no. We we'll should figure it out. That. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, well. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> if we year, don't, we'll just be like... year three. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> Computer? 
It's funny. We were just talking the other day about how, in the polo group, about yeah. how this cold weather affects, like, people layering and being able to stay out. And, mm-hmm. like, the first thing we talked about was a layering system. Right. And I thought it was really interesting. And a couple of the guys in there are actually thinking about switching to a layering system now because of it. I think it's one of the most important things you can do. Have something. You can always take layers off. Mm-hmm. You know, you putting them on is a little bit more difficult when you're already out there, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, I always laughed because, you know, we kind of, I, I know me personally, I was introduced to Scree through Walter Lee and his Chasing Tells podcast. Yep. They were partners there, and I've been talking back and forth with him even prior to that partnership, I believe. And when he first started using them, I always laughed, like, you live in Florida. Why do you need a layering system? And then I hunted Florida, <laughs> and I used every single layer <laughs> in that layering system. But what makes it nice is... On these out-of-state hunts, especially ones that you need to fly to, yeah, where you kind of have to start minimizing what you're packing, yeah, a layering system like what Scree offers is much easier to pack for a wide range of temperatures. Absolutely, right? and it's it's quick and easy, and you can you can put these into really small piles. Oh, they're compact. It's not like yeah. big bulky stuff here that like right. It's your whole suitcase. It's not. Yeah, and if I planned even better, mm-hmm. and I use like one of those vacuum. Things that would like scorch down everything. Yep. My goodness, I could have got even more. I didn't need it, but I could have got so much more packed away. And it, I mean, there's, I can't say enough about Scree Gear, dude. I use it every single day, pretty much. Yeah. In right some form you. or another, I'm wearing either, you know, the, the hat, the, the face guard when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. I've worn them playing softball. Yeah, dude, honestly. <laughs> in the fall, right? <laughs> yeah. I've, play, I've literally worn them doing a lot of things. Yeah. So I love them, man. I want to try out the merino boxers. I'm, I've been looking Ooh, at them. I wore them yesterday. Did you really? I wore them yesterday all day when we went out. We were out in really cold temperatures. I mean, it was probably close to single digits in the morning. And then it, it was, yeah, it was two degrees in the morning when we woke up. It got up to 20 degrees midday with a 12 mile per hour wind. So the real feel was like six mm-hmm. um, at the high point of the day. And I'll tell you what, I've, I've worn other Merino boxers and I'm sorry this is getting long winded, but I've worn other Merino boxers and they didn't do it for me. When I saw Scree came out with them, I bought them mm-hmm. and I wore them yesterday and dude, they kept your acorns warm and dry. Dry is the key. Yes. Dry is the key, oh, man. Oh, I know, man. No no chafing, you know. <laughs> like, listen, when you're talking about boxers, I'm very particular. Yeah. Because if you wear the wrong ones, you will know it forever. That's true. And I'm picky about what I wear when I'm, when I'm hunting because that is like the first step of comfort, right? Absolutely. Man. Your first layer. And it's not, it's actually not always the 150s because you have boxers underneath. That's true. So, yeah, dude, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. They get my rating. I like them. I'm going Five after star. them. Five-star. VIP Archery, man, they made one hell of a showing at ATA. That's my you. And we knew that was coming. Yes, Matt has been telling me every single time I've talked to him over the last six months, he's been telling me how excited he is about this new line of broadheads, new line of broadheads, all I've been hearing about. Mm-hmm. He killed it, dude. He killed it. Holy shit. We got to bring him on for this. Oh, he's coming on very soon. Trust me. I'm so excited. Very soon. And we just gave away a couple combat veteran packs and Justin Rigg won those. Justin Rigg won those. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats, Justin. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. I know. I'm excited <laughs> for you. You were going to switch this year anyway. It's actually very coincidental that you wanted some bread. Yeah. I'm wondering if he goes with the 125 grain. I bet he does. Yeah. I don't blame him. That's good karma. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. a good dude. He deserves good broadheads. He really does. And 
the new Broadhead lineup. Let's talk let's, about that. Let's real talk quick. about yeah. it because, like I mentioned, he brought four new Broadheads, technically five, technically five, yeah, new Broadheads to his new lineup at ATA, and he's keeping the combat veteran in play. Oh, mind real. you, they're so good. The first one is the commander. The commander is a three blade expandable cut on contact, and it is gorgeous. One point two inch cut on contact. That's 1.2 inch cutting width. He does not do cutting circles yeah, bullshit that right. everyone else talks about. That's cutting width. That's real cutting. And it expands out to 2.4 inches. And that comes in 100 grain, 125 grain, and 150 grain. Yeah. And the nice part about that is it's his technology is so next level beyond this world. It's beyond dude. everybody else's. Like everything's internal. Yep. You know, he, he kind of did that even with the combat veteran. He's moved everything, all of his parts internal inside yep. the broadhead. And, dude, can't say enough. Like, the design and the gravity, the way it works and everything. I can't wait for him to explain it because he can <laughs> do a too. way better job than me. Yes. Trust me. But that broadhead's badass. The next one up is basically the commander's little brother, the two-blade version, which is the ranger. It's the two-blade expandable with the exact same cutting width as the commander 1.2 inch to 2.4 inch and the other the third one i was surprised about a little different design which i really like we need to touch on that yes the bomber is a three blade fixed broadhead they're calling it which is a 1.2 inch cutting width and the design on that broadhead's pretty awesome the next one is the guillotine. He's brought back the guillotine, The folks. gobbler guillotines are back, guys. So you guys don't know because we've been held to secrecy. We actually got our hands on that guillotine last year when we went to Oklahoma. It was fired a couple times at birds. Never made contact. <laughs> Never made contact. <laughs> it wasn't because me. Of, because of the archer. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> me. Okay. I won't point any names at Jeff. I mean, I won't say any names. <laughs> Geoff. Geoff. But he Shout did. Shout out to Jeff Salyers. Yeah. He, he actually, uh, he wasn't able to get the bird close enough to take a shot in Oklahoma, but back here in PA, he shot at a couple birds with it and did not, <laughs> did not make contact. He missed, unfortunately, but that thing is mean, mean, mean. It's two and three quarter inch cutting width. Yeah. Two blades offset, one up top, one behind it. They basically flex at a pivot point in the middle. So the reason behind that design is when if you hit and you miss, like it's supposed to cut off the head. If you miss and you hit the turkey in the body, you know how the old ones and like the knockoff brands where they had all the blades up all front, the blades up front. literally hit the burn, like bounce off. Yes, these no. ones are offset. They're offset and they rotate. So they actually penetrate really well, like really well. You could shoot a coyote with this thing and just blow it up. Ooh. Yeah, pass through. And then they have the guillotine X, which is a little smaller. It's an inch and a half. So. Pretty freaking nasty. That, that's a that's one hell of a release of broadheads, yeah, man. What do dude. people come out with every year? One new one? One. Typically yeah. one. And in some places, they'll do like a really big... We're talking giant, giant companies. They'll do a fixed blade and maybe a, an expandable. And maybe an expandable, yeah. You know, option. That's it. One, Matt maybe two. blew them out of the freaking yeah, water. Yeah, the dude's killing it. <laughs> Not only that, they released that they're coming up with new bullet point field tips. Yep. And then their arrow inserts, no glue. Arrow inserts. Unreal, man. Can't wait for him to talk about those two because I'm interested. Uh, I'm, in, I'm going to get some. I've seen a video on them. They look really cool. They they come in different weights and everything else. So I'm I'm be able to customize our arrows through VIP through archery VIP. now. Let's How go. sweet is that? Let's get it. 
Oh, uh, that's exciting, man. That was a lot. Yeah, I talked a lot. My mouth's dry. Why don't you, uh, why don't you talk about Out on a Limb? Yeah, man, Out on a Limb. We're not even done yet, guys. People are coming out with some crazy shit recently. I'm just saying. They really are. They are. So, Matt Garris. I watched a live video with him today. He just got done doing some, uh, some testing with some new products and mm-hmm. ATA was just there. And, you know, he's got some new products, guys. We use his products. We, uh, we both use the Ridge Runner. We got we a lot have. of friends that have used a lot of their products, the Ridge Runner. And, uh, um, I use the Monarch. Use the Monarch, the single stick. Yep. And, um, use the Reach camera mm-hmm. arm. They have all kinds of different stuff, guys, for saddle hunting. Yeah. I've even, stand hunting. I've even used the Scout. You've even used the Scout. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really cool. Um, but guess what, guys? He's getting even better. Mm-hmm. He has the Gen 2s coming out. So there's the Gen 2 Ridge Runner. Different design. So you actually have like the cam, basically really similar to like a tree stand, similar yeah. to like as before, you kind of, you strapped to the tree and then you cammed the whole thing over. Now you're basically strapping the top and then camming it down like you would with any right. other hang on. Right. It's supposed to bite like crazy too. It looks like it. It does. It really looks like it. And it actually has a lot more adjustments too. So you can actually kind of get more of that angled down, mm-hmm. like that slow platform, which is really cool, which kind of came in. Handy when the Solo Scout came out. A lot lot of people like that angle platform Mm -hmm. sort of going on there. And then he has some new sticks coming out too, guys. And I'm not very familiar with what they're called yet, but they look a little bit beefier. I don't even know if they have a name. I don't know if they do either. (laughs) They look lightweight, but beefier than the Shikars, if that makes sense. Basically, I think what he wanted to do is, um, you know, with the Shikars, they're a very low profile, small, compact, lightweight, but... Guys are go. They're kind of used to that. Like, there's a certain group of guys that want that like one inch tubing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They want to grab that one inch tubing. Yeah, that's where he come up with this. Yeah, idea. that makes sense. You know, he he's always been a guy where when people are asking for certain things and they're asking and asking and asking, he gives it to them. He he goes out of his way to bring up his creativity to come up with something that people want. The guy's constantly innovating. That's why he got into the whole saddle world in the first place. Yes. He was a tree stand guy. He always has been a tree stand guy. People are and constantly wanting bigger, better, smaller, more compact. They want this tweak. They want that tweak. And mm-hmm. he gives it to them no matter what they want. And it's yeah. unbelievable. I've never seen a personal touch on a product like quite like his own yeah. where he will critique and take critiques and he wants you to give him feedback. Yeah. And he's going to take what you're actually telling him see if it makes sense, and then improve it. Absolutely, man. And that's what he's done. He has. He's done it with the Ridge Runner. He's made the Ridge Runner XL. Yeah. I mean, we're not just what he's just released now, but just over the last year. You know, he's come up with the Hush Stand. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, people were, and, and to look at that, like how many tree stand companies are out there trying to come up with the next latest, greatest. Yeah. And he comes out with the Hush Stand. That just, like, blew me away. Unbelievable. And, so, I mean, he has some of the best camera arms in the industry also. Yeah. And he's making them better. Yeah. There's the Gen 2 Reach now. Freaking thing is way more compact. It has mm-hmm. fluted arms, so you're losing weight. I'm jealous. New mounting system. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is crazy. You guys should go on and check out his lives and check out some of the products because yeah. they are unbelievable, guys. There's also a couple YouTube videos out there you can catch where uh, people interviewed him at ATA. Yeah. And he went over his whole lineup. That's where yeah. I caught it at. Very cool. And it, it's a little uh, insight to what they got going on. Yeah. I'm out on a limb. And uh, finally, New Canoe. New Canoe, man. New Canoe. I got scupper plugs for Christmas. That Did is I tell you that? Awesome. Yeah, I'm so, pumped. So, another thing, you should actually go back in the polo group because uh, okay. Alex might have a mount for you. 
for really? trolling motor. Yes. Really? For the unlimited. Like a transom mount? Yeah, you should talk to him. No way. Yeah. Yeah, so I plan on doing a few things to my new canoe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I might get a little crazy, but I'm probably, well, now my whole plan was to put one on the, the bow. Yeah. Right? Is that the bow? The bow. The bow. The bow. The bow. The bow. Uh, because it's flat. Wait, are you mounting right. your, your bow on the bow? Transom. Transom? Transom. Is the transom the back? Yes. Okay. You were sure? I'm, I'm not a boat guy. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's fix this. There was a transom mounting kit that yes. they offer. Right. What I wanted to do is come up with their kit, put it on the back, and then I want to get another seat for the front. Yes. And there's like a little buddy seat. It's like a flat seat. Oh, I know what it is. Rather yeah. than the full size. And I think I might also use that if I ever use that trolling motor because it'd just be so much easier to kind of turn around without the back of the seat on there. I agree. And reach back. But I got to see how that mounting kit works first. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have a mounting kit on it. I'm going to have my anchor system on it. Uh, I mean, I am going to customize this thing. It's going to have a bow holder. It's going to be McNarsty. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I love that bow, dude. You need to get your butt. In a new canoe. I will, eventually. This summer, so I we will. can slay the bass. Oh, we're going to slay the bass regardless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was saucy. Yeah. So that's it, man. That's it. I wanted to go back real quick because I promised I'd talk about that bomber. Yeah. Did you notice the design in Matt's broadheads? How they are, like, up front? I did notice that. They they kind of expand wider than your arrow, and then they, they come back down? Yes. Dude, how amazing. Why, when I was showing that line up to Sam, he's like, dude, why doesn't anyone else do that? I don't know. Think about it. That broadhead's hitting. It's cutting and it's creating a hole wider than your arrow. Yeah. So the whole reason, think about how the, the whole reason why people have gone to a micro diameter arrow. Yeah. Is so the broadhead makes a larger hole than what your arrow is, which creates better pass through and it creates a bigger hole. So if your arrow gets stuck in the animal, you still have blood coming out it's because true. the hole is bigger than the, the circumference of the arrow. That's exactly it. And he did that with that broadhead. I'm like, genius. Freaking genius. Like, why has no one else thought of that? I Everyone can't wait else to is get just like, on. let's make a normal broadhead and then make people buy these super expensive yes. micro diameter arrows that all break anyways. <laughs> it's like, no, can, you can use a full size arrow with those. You're going to get better pass through. Better penetration, which has always been his goal. Absolutely. With his broadheads. Yes. So, man, great job, Matt. Yeah. Great job to everybody. I'm excited. We work with some really good partners, man. We do. We really do. All good stuff. Yeah. So, you stole my list, but do we want to bounce back then now to the uh, Florida hunt? Yeah, man. Let's get back to the Florida hunt. All right. So. I want to hear all about it. Walt really forced me into this one. I mean, he did. He forced man to be in a Patreon. He bent my arm. Yeah, we we did. I did. <laughs> I had part in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, Austin, if you want to be part of the Patreon hunt, you have to be a Patreon." And you know, I was being all sassy about it. I joined his Patreon way back when they did the uh, giveaway for the Phantom. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, actually, I think it was when they did the Timber Ninja sticks. Ooh, that's the ones. I was like, dude, five bucks a month. I'm gonna They're get so a chance nice. to win these. Like yes. back then. You know, let's be honest. Walt wasn't very popular. Okay, there wasn't that many options out there. Sorry, Walt. I'm just pulling your pulling your short beard, buddy. <laughs> so he twists my arm. He says, "Hey, Austin." Chuck says he's coming down to Florida to hunt with you guys. I'm like, "Oh shit!" I didn't really say that, and I kind of kept. Uh, he kept calling me, yeah, and texting me. Hey, man, what's going on? What are you gonna do? And it, and then I'm like, 
It's like three months out. I don't know, man. I might be able to go down. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to see if it works. So I figured the only way this is going to work if I plan a trip to Jacksonville. Yes. My wife's brother lives in Jacksonville. I'm going to buy two tickets. We'll go down. If I can get a cheap enough flight while flying to Jacksonville, I'll rent a car, drop her off there, say hello, visit with the family a little bit, drive my butt three hours across the state to where we were hunting. And I'm like, I don't know. This probably isn't going to work. So first I go on Allegiant. No flights. It's their off season. They literally have no flights Jeez. for like three months. And I'm like, ah, shit. It's, it's early December right now. I'm like, this isn't going to work. So I had a, a gift card from a really good buddy of mine that he got me for my birthday with Southwest. And I said, you know what? I'll check Southwest and see what they have. Southwest was from a phenomenal deal on a flight to Jacksonville and back with one stop. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, That's whatever. fine. Right? I can get there in the morning and get there like 9 a.m. We can leave Monday at like 5 p.m. That gives us four full days yeah. down there. Wow, that works out perfect for me. I booked it. Cost me like a hundred bucks. Sweet. Yeah. All right. This is working fine. So I started talking to some of the guys down there. Herb, our Patreon member, actually <laughs> reached out to a guy down there and, and got me a tent to stay in. Awesome. So I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to pack a tent now because that was one of the things I was worried about is how am I going to pack all this stuff? Right. Thank God it was Southwest because they give you two free bags. So I was That's able to check my bow. Yeah. Check my bag for free. Still have a personal item. Still have a carry on. So I got all my stuff down there. Thanks again, layering system. Yes. And being a saddle hunter <laughs> and having a compact stick to climbing. Yeah. Even though I barely used it, but. Goofy one sticking. <laughs> I brought it. <laughs> I brought it. Then this is where the wheels start to fall off. Everything's planned. Everything's happening great. I know where this is going. <laughs> Two days before we leave, a snowstorm starts to hit in. West Virginia. Tennessee. Oh, it was Tennessee This is a different storm. Oh, a different Different storm. storm. Okay. Our layover on our first flight was in Nashville. Of course. Nashville got like five inches of snow the day before we were supposed to fly. They cancel our flight. Yeah. No they don't have deal. snow equipment down there. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they cancel our flight. So I'm like scrambling, find another flight through Baltimore. The next snowstorm hits the day before we fly out. And it hits all through. It's coming through West Virginia, Virginia. It's going to hit PA. It's going to hit all of Washington, Baltimore, everything. They cancel it again. So now they rebook my flight for a 5 p.m. flight out Friday. I'm like, That's not going to work. No. Uh, uh, this isn't going to work. I got to fly down there and drive three hours to get to this place. And I won't be able to get there till 11, maybe midnight. Yeah, right. The night before we're supposed to get up at 3, 4 in the morning and go hunting. That doesn't work. So we call them, wait online for 50 minutes. Get through, get another flight. They just opened up. We booked it through Atlanta. We get on our airplane. We're sitting there. Everything's fine. There was about a 10, 15 minute delay. They push back the plane and, and they start to try to de-ice it. Our plane is covered in snow and ice. That's not good for airplanes. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of de-icing it prior, because it's currently snowing as we're sitting there. Yeah. They think it's a better idea to push off, go onto the runway, and then de-ice. Take some Freaking 40 minutes, dude, to de-ice. I'm literally sitting here thinking, it's an hour and 22 minutes to Atlanta, looking at my clock. Our next plane boards at 11.08. Like, okay, we're going to land at 10.45. Sitting there. We're going to land at 10.50. We're still sitting there. We haven't <laughs> taken off yet. Like, oh God, now I start panicking a yeah, little bit. Like, just, like, just, a, just a touch. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she is panicking hard. Like, she's like, we're going to miss our flight. Nah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. They're coming over. And now it's like, don't worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll make sure we fully accustomed, you know, everything else. I'm like, shit. We land at 1055. 
our next flight. Not boarding at 11.08. That's takeoff. It's takeoff. 11.08 is, we're out of here. <laughs> Ass and seat, we're in the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. We get off that plane at 10.57. Thank God for the people on that Southwest airplane that actually listened when they over the announcement. Like, there's connecting flights. If you're not in a hurry and a connecting flight, please stay seated. And a lot of people did. The majority did. Thank goodness. We got off the plane quick as possible. There's one terminal and over. Not, not. You know how big Atlanta's airport is. It's giant. We were one terminal over. Thank the heavens. We I'm amazed that they got your bags on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, the whole thing was the next plane was actually delayed anyways because they had to move the, the, the bags over. So they delayed it 10 minutes, and we were able to get on, Excellent. get into Florida clean, got the rental car. I chose an economy car. I ended up with a Ford EcoSport. Four-wheel drive. It's like a crossover yeah. kind of SUV. Sweet little car. Yeah. Not for gas mileage. I'm driving three hours and I have to do that trip twice on this four-day weekend. Yeah. Okay? So everything's going great. <laughs> <laughs> the trip's not stressful at all. No. Everything comes off, all my luggage, everything. My bow's not there yet. And I'm like, uh, is this really happening? Like the last thing off the conveyor is my bow. Get back, visit them. I leave. Halfway there, I'm like, I got to stop at a Walmart, get my license. I stopped, got my license, walked out, left my license in my shopping cart. Yeah. As you guys know in the polo. Yeah. I'm 25 minutes from Walmart, and it hit me as I'm like jamming down the road. I'm in the sunshine. I'm making fun of all you guys that you're in the cold. I thought I needed this badly. Instead of calling Walt, like, dude, what do I do? I just panicked, turned around, pull Yui. Drove 25 minutes back to Walmart. License is gone. Everything's gone. I'm at the counter. I text Walt. Try to call him, then text him. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it, dude. They'll just have something for you to fill out there as long as you have it on your phone on the app. <laughs> <laughs> There's another. So a three-hour trip's now a four-hour trip. Oh, bud. Get into camp. The boys are all there. Everyone's, it's dark, which is the worst part because you can't see any of the camp numbers. Yeah. You know how here are campsites, they have the numbers on a post like right at the freaking driveway. You would think. Theirs are like, some might not even be existent. They're like 15 feet off the road. It's dark. I can't see anything. I'm driving in. I know what campsite I'm supposed to park at, but I can't see which one it is. So I just drive until I see the cabin. I know that's where all the guys are staying. And I yell out, hey, where's all the Chasing Tails guys? Knowing it's them. And uh, Walt yells at me to go back to the orange tent. The orange tent's 30 feet off the road, by the way, and it's it's no bigger than this bar right here. It's this little tiny single tent that Walt's staying in. So I drive up, and I see a couple of the guys, and I say, hey, what campsite number is this? And that was the one I needed to be at. So hung out with the boys, had a good dinner, met Parker, uh, met Walt, Chase, all the guys. Yeah. I mean, all the guys, basically, in that Patreon group that I've been talking to for couple years now yeah all great dudes mind you and have a good night we ate a great dinner we did some trivia giveaways i ended up winning the the gag gift was a a whole roll of that orange freaking flagging nice and tax i'm like you son of a bitch nice of course we go to sleep in a tent at 38 degrees, I think it was that night. Slightly chilly. It's Florida, dude. What the hell is this all about? I yeah. left cold to go down to Florida, and now I'm, I'm bundled up. I got my summer sleeping bag. I got a comforter I stole from Dina's brothers. <laughs> Thank God, dude. That thing <laughs> saved me. 
and I'm sleeping and I, I don't know if I sleep two hours. I hear Walt already up. It's like two in the morning. These guys are nuts. You can't even get into the place till 4.30. There's a gate. There's a check-in station. Like, you can't get in until 4.30. And they are all up, like, 2 in the morning. They can't sleep. This is, like, Christmas morning for Walt, right? Like, and I don't blame him, dude. This is awesome. There's, like, 20 guys in camp. Yeah. He put this all together. It is something we've been talking about for years. And what's finally here. He's He actually uh, may, may have mentioned your name a couple times. As he told me, uh, don't be in Austin. Don't sleep in. Listen, you, what? Yeah. Where does that even come from? Listen, I don't know, man. I'm you not know. a sleeper in kind of guy, man. <laughs> what the hell? Maybe he made some assumptions. I don't know. He's, you know. Okay, I'm gonna have to like throw him a beat down. <laughs> that little hobbit's got it coming. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it, it maybe I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. So I'm like, dude, I'm not waking up at two in the morning. I'm just gonna, and I laid there for like two hours. Not sleeping because more people started waking up and more people started waking up. <laughs> Trucks are firing up. Everybody's talking. Everybody's excited. I finally get out there, get to the, the uh, check-in station. I'm like the 19th person to check in. It's like 4.42. <laughs> they open at 4.30. <laughs> okay. And I think the 19th, like there's two different check-ins and I think I'm just 19 on the one. Yeah. I don't know how many in the other one. I think they said that like 130 or 150 if I'm not mistaken, like that's how many people checked in that day. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's their rut. It's gun season. I brought my bow. I went to a little green field. It was nice. What I want to do more here is what they did down there. They had a big map of the area that we were hunting and we, you know, the night before all the guys are talking. Some guys had e-bikes. They scouted it the day before, you know, we're circling spots where people are going to be. So we're not trumping on one another. It was great, dude. It was absolutely phenomenal. Everybody's trying to help each other. Like, Kudos to Walt and what he's built over there. It is everything I want for us. Like yeah. he's the big parent and we're just like his little kids right now, right? So <laughs> <laughs> love the dude. So I got set up on this the edge of this little green field and I'm sitting on the ground and I had a game plan. I'm gonna go in first light. Well, driving in, I told you guys I saw a really nice buck. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a really nice buck. You know, for even around here, it's probably a 115, 120 if if he had Anything on the other side from like what his one side was in his frame, beautiful deer. Not bad, man. But it was like, I saw a car like, you know, I don't know, 400 yards before that. And people down there are weird. It ain't like PA. And all the PA and Northeast listeners that are going to be listening to this, this ain't like it is around here. Those guys take that shit super personal. If you, if they get there first, that's their spot. Don't go anywhere near. And I'm like, I'm down there. Is this a bonus hunt for me? Yeah. I've killed my three deer. I'm doing this for fun. I just want to meet the guys, do camp. So I'm like, I don't know. I'll drive a little farther and see if I see another truck. Sure enough, about another 300 yards, there's another truck. And then I remember, I'm like, I'm kind of close to what some people's circles were. I'm not going in here. Yeah, <laughs> like right. It's five in the morning. What are the, that deer's not even going to be around here by the time daylight hits anyways. By the time you go bumble fucking yeah, through the- Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I don't know what this place looks like. I've never even stepped foot. On an area in Florida to hunt in this entire part of the entire state. Yeah. So I drove my spot, sit down, texting uh, Walt and Parker. We're in a group chat. We were in a group chat together. I'm texting them guys. I'm like, if I see a deer here this first sit, it'll be a miracle. I no sooner put my phone down from my face. The light hasn't even come off of it yet. And I see a deer out in the field at like 80 yards. Yeah. <laughs> X that, guys. I got two in the field right in front of me. <laughs> Two doe, you can't shoot doe. Yeah. In their gun season. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't shoot them. 
but I'm going to hang out here and watch them. This is really cool. These little baby deer out here, they're, they're small. The does are small. The bucks are pretty decent sized deer. Pretty good bodies, but the doe, really small. They're really small. And a truck comes What's really small? I'm just curious. Their bodies. Yeah. No, I mean like. like they're short. To you, like what, what's small? Is it like our normal doe, I would say like you shoot a doe around here, 90 pounds. If you shoot a big one, it's 110, 120. I mean, I you agree. can get really big ones, but like. I don't know what they would weigh, but looking at them, they look considerably smaller. The big mature deer, I would say 70, 80 pounds. Yeah. Maybe. That's little. That's like a German shepherd. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the little ones are really little. Really little. Yeah. Like really little. They're, they're little short, skinny things. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but this is my take from it. These are not normal sized deer. Okay? We grow them big up here <laughs> in the north. Well, the other part that makes our deer look so big is they have a, a winter pelt form. Yeah. Right. 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 Down there, all their hair's all thin. Yeah. Right. All the time. They don't. They don't really have that big look to them. Right. So I see these deer out there and a truck comes by and blows them out of the field. So I start working down this pinch point to another spot. And I'm like, I'm going to go down here and it's a good pinch. Well, man, it's so different. Like, so different. It's so thick and uh, huntable. Totally huntable. You know, but it's like a different kind of thick. Like, the stuff that is thick, it's always, it's basically hunting around here in September or okay. early October. Yeah, right? it's doable. Like, there's thick areas you can get through them, but you're not gonna you're not gonna hunt them. You know you're not gonna be able to have a lot of visibility through them. A lot of the areas I was fo- well, the area I was focusing in, if you got up in a tree, you'd be able to see everything, right? Just fine. I'd be able to shoot anything. So I got in a tree up against like this big ditch. I don't even know what to call it. It, it was um like a drainage type deal, like um, full water, probably mm-hmm. up to my thigh behind me. Put my back to it, wind blown right to it. There's a trail coming through. I was probably 200 yards in from the edge of that field, and that trail was going in and out. That's where the deer come out and went back into when okay. they saw danger. So I'm like, all right, this is going to work out. Yeah. Saw another six to eight deer there. Got down, even scouted farther back to the pinch point, but I never saw anything. Like, dude, even the tracks, I kid you not, the, little the, baby, the tracks. baby tracks, like, they look like fawns. <laughs> the tracks are so small. That's unreal, man. <laughs> They're so small. It's crazy. And then I finally did find one set of big tracks, like in this, it's everything sandy down there. Yeah. Right? Right. So. Makes sense. It's different. Yeah. It's just different. And I had really close, I could have shot a couple doe. Easy. I had one at 15 yards. The weird part was I was walking through grass. It was like waist high. I saw like the ears on this deer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was sneaking. I saw like its ears. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I saw like the top of its back, but yeah. I could probably, I would have had to shoot through like this little thin grass to shoot it. And then I got a text, uh, Chase shot a buck. Yeah. Sweet. I heard he shot a good one. And I'm like, sweet. I'm in. Tell me when. Yeah. So I didn't hear much from them. And then I heard that they went in, they tracked it, uh, for a little bit and then they backed out. So I go, okay. Okay. Well, let me know when you guys go back in. I'm going to drive around the place and learn it and scout it. So I did. I scouted the rest of the day till about, uh, two o'clock or so. We were going back in to look for his deer he shot that morning. Saw some really good stuff. Found some really good places that I that I saw some bigger tracks. Yeah, knew, I mean, when you knew they were mature, there was no no question, no question. Yeah. It was a, that was a mature deer. Found some good tracks. Jumped some more deer that day. Do, all doe, and then we went in for Chase's buck. And we'll save that story because we're gonna try to get them guys on. Yeah, but long story short, we bumped the deer. I had to leave, go back to Jacksonville that night. Um, her brother was playing. His band down there was playing that night. At a local bar that we really liked. So we went, party till like 3 a.m. Drink, <laughs> drinking just Irish whiskey, two Limerdew. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. 
Love it. Uh, all night. Try to get up at 6 a.m. No bueno. Dude, my head was pounding. It either was like the fact that I was up for 24 hours plus 25 hours, thanks to Walt and his excitement, or the fact that I only slept two hours the day before. But on I was top like, of that, on, on top, top of being of up 25 whiskey. straight hours and the whiskey, my head was just like, no, nah, dude, you need more sleep. Like, you're not doing this. So we're all out of bed at like nine, and I'm like, shit. I didn't mean to sleep in, obviously. I fell asleep literally on my cell phone, woke up with a big imprint on me. Text the guy, text him like, dude, I'm sorry I slept in. What's going on? What's happening? Uh, we haven't gone out yet. We're just, you know, waiting for it to get, um, get a couple guys together. And we're going to go out. Okay, cool. I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, I figured he had help. He was good. I went to, uh, breakfast with her family because yeah. they hadn't seen me yet, really. Right. And the whole time not realizing, like, I thought these guys were hunting Saturday and Sunday. Most guys were hunting Sunday morning and leaving. So I'm like, shit, I'm driving back down there. To go potentially hunt the evening, hang out with the guys and whatnot. I get there, everyone's gone. <laughs> everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. I'm like, shit. Dude. And I, I probably wouldn't have made the trip back, but I had left some stuff there. Because I was going to spend the night there too. Yeah. Sunday. And then, you know, depending on how the hunt went Saturday night, I was going to spend the night there Sunday. And then come back early in the morning and spend Monday with her family. Yeah. Where was gone, but I pull in. They just found Chase's buck. Awesome. So I literally pulled right up as they were basically just getting to the tailgate. Um, him, Brett Mashburn, and then Ron, our other buddy, was there. And I got to say bye to Ron, me, Brett, and Chase went and had lunch. A nice little Chinese buffet. Let's do it. And I drove my ass three hours back to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So I spent, dude, $86 That's all that was. Five deer, you can kill five bucks in, in Florida for, for 86 dollars. And I thought PA was bad. At least PA, you can only kill one buck. That's a little unreasonable. I've spent, <laughs> I've spent more money and hunted less in West Virginia this year than I did in Florida. I think, I've, I think I've had a year of spending more money on doe tags. <laughs> yeah. My PA license was more than that for sure. Yeah, dude. That's so reasonable. I, I feel like I got my money's worth Absolutely. out of that trip. I got to meet all the guys. Yes. Got to hang out with the boys, make new friendships. You know, it was cool. What's better than sharing camp with people, man? Honestly, yeah, a lot new of guys, those guys, they don't get deer camp like we no, get deer well, camp. Yeah, remember, Pennsylvania is a, a tradition state of deer camps. Not everywhere is like that. You got a couple mm-hmm. places in the, like, in the U.S. that are like that. What do we got? Wisconsin, Michigan, maybe New York, Minnesota. It's realistically it for like hunting camp kind of yeah. traditions that I can think of. I mean, just that that deep hunting camp, go up north to the mountains, yeah, type deal. Big, huge in Michigan, yeah, huge in PA, yeah. You know, you're, Wisconsin. you're Wisconsin for the third time. <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention them again, <laughs> but like us northern states where you have a big change from like the normal parts of the state and then like the, the northern mountain yes. part like the big woods up north yeah. where everybody's camps usually are. It was really cool to have people experience that they're all they're all like buzzing like bees now and, yeah. you know like hey, let's do it again let's do a turkey camp let's do this. <laughs> like all right well I'm so tur- awesome. now you're talking my language you start talking turkey. <laughs> I think we're going to have a pretty good turkey season this year buddy. I hope so. I'm Honestly. a little worried. I'm a little worried, you know. Last year numbers were down dwindling it was tough it was tough it was tough to get on birds but there were still a lot of birds around when we went to west virginia there were birds everywhere yeah that's happening. i know you're gonna have a couple out of state hunts this year Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some birds dying i feel like bud 
Not, to, fingers talk, are not to mess with the TGs yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, but for you know. sure. My fingers are crossed. I'm hoping for a really good year. I really am. We're going to definitely get into some turkey content. Yeah. And get some guests in and maybe do our own little turkey camp or something. I think so. That would be fun. I think it would be really fun. But there's some things like that, a trip, out of state trip to Montana that are going to really bump into my season. Not bump into, I might miss the opener. Yeah. You know, we may have the Killing Grill that second weekend now Ooh. of turkey season. Sweet. So that doesn't really affect it either because no, you can only have until noon. Yeah. Killing Grill happens in the afternoon. It's yep. just the only way it affects me is I can't make that trip up to the camp and hunt Saturday. I could. I did. Dude, that I, makes for a long day. I know. I did a one day trip up there though before. So it's yeah. doable. You know, I'd driven up there with guys and hunted that morning and driven home. Yeah. Right. It sucks. It's, you should have seen the drive today. It took me to get home four hours almost to That's get insane. home today. 80 was shut down. <laughs> Dude, there was an accident or something. It was so backed up. We tried getting on at the Knox exit and it was backed up way beyond that. And they had a car blocking the on ramp. We had to go all the way into Foxburg. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the snow we got today. We got five, six inches yeah, today. Yeah, we got a pretty, pretty good amount. We drove some back, back road. We were on a gravel road at one point. Holy smokes. Dude. And yeah, we went through Foxburg all the way up through Boyers into Slippery Rock with like 20 miles left on our tank of gas. We got in, there's no gas stations. No. At all. The Even when you get up the mountains, there's not very many gas stations yeah. around. Like you, you see gas, get it. <laughs> this, the, we put it in our round. I'm like, the nearest one's Slippery Rock, dude. So we stopped there finally. And stopped then the sheets and Slippery Stopped rock? the sheets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of the pumps wanted to work. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Whatever. Dude. That's it intense, was, man. That that's part. Intense. That's all part of the adventure, buddy. It is. It's what it's all about. Like I told it. the guys up there, you know, I was even telling like Justin and you guys on on the uh, polo, like I have no problem sacrificing my evening hunt or my any of my hunts to go help someone track a deer or try oh, to recover yeah, their man. deer. Honestly, I knew you were like that too. That's not how many times have I called you and I'm like, yeah. dude. I need I need help. I need you <laughs> now. <laughs> I need help. What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> They're in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. You give me that call again. You better lie to me where I'm going. I will. Don't worry. <laughs> Just give me the, the coordinates and then blindfold me. Nah, that was fun. It's on a flat. Once again, part of the adventure. It is. It is. It's good. It makes for a good story. Oh, but We're that's, getting close on time though, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I talked way too much. I liked it. I it was good. drink my Diet Coke at all. It's all right. But that's okay. Yeah. I like it. So the whole moral of this story was join our Patreon. Yeah. Get extra entries in our giveaways. <laughs> Maybe join us on a turkey hunt. Be you our friends. Sweet hat. Oh, the you hat. A sweet new hat. How can I not mention the hat? I know. Talk, tell them about the hat. We got some sweet new hats, guys. They are exclusive. You can only get them if be, you become a Patreon or if you somehow become a member of the Wait Till Distraction <laughs> podcast. Someone pulled that. I expect uh, a lot of people become members of the Wait Till Distraction podcast. I accept checks or money orders. <laughs> no, but they're they're pretty sweet guys. Um, yeah. They're charcoal. They're Richardsons. They're patch hats. They're badass. Our first patch hats ever. Yeah, they are. They they're are sick. And not to mention, guys, we we've, we've talked about it a couple times in this podcast. The Polo Group is so much fun. There's a good group of guys in there. Really good conversations. And uh, yeah, you guys should join. Thanks again, Walt, for that too. Yeah. That idea. We Appreciate basically, that. like I said, stole everything. That Walt's doing. That's what we do. <laughs> we do not tell everything Walt's doing. <laughs> Listen. But you guys, you, you should get in on this new contest we're going to have in the spring. It's yakking for turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Parker killed a turkey out of a kayak. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> That's true. 
Well, he's like, he's invited. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want him in this. He'll be too good it's at hilarious, it. Hilarious, man. Oh my gosh. Well, Yak and Bass is coming though, man. It is. I'm excited. It really for it. is. Before we all that. We got turkey season first. We got turkey season. season. We got shed season. We have scouting season. We have Great American Outdoor Show potentially. Yeah, maybe. We're talking about going down there for a weekend. It's That'd be cool. Probably going to have to be the opening weekend because the second weekend, um, that Monday's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't want to piss off wives no. this time of year. Yeah. Like, I've already done enough of that in the last three or four months. Well, I've been pretty good this some, year. You need some good stuff going I on. I do. Yeah. So, Valentine's Day weekend is not a good weekend to be in Harrisburg. No, why not? So, probably the first weekend, if I can get a hold of the Rutt River boys. Yeah. Maybe they can offer me a bed to crash in. Shout out to Will Miser. I love those dudes, by the they way. They are fun, man. They they uh, Did you listen to the... um? Christmas episode. They opened our hats and they were all wearing them on the Christmas episode. It was phenomenal. I wish I would have known that. No, I'm going to yeah. go back and listen to it though. That's so yeah. much fun. I'll have to tell you which one it is because there's a, there's a few Christmas episodes. That is really cool. I love all yeah. those dudes. I love their greatest. Peck and Uncle Catfish mm-hmm. and freaking just, it's Bucky, everybody. Ryan, yeah, yeah. They're all great. So much fun. The new guys, Brad and Stevon, <laughs> Steven and, well, Stevie and Esteban. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah. <laughs> They are. They are. Hilarious. They're, they're like second family. I feel like I know those dudes like best friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's that just so how they fun. run their podcast. So, but yeah, hopefully we'll do that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much it. We're going to have some episodes coming up. We're going to get some guests on. We're going to talk about deer seasons. We're going to have some success episodes, some product episodes. I mean, we got a lot going on. We, we just got a launched. New series yeah. going on. Yeah. Dude, the Campfire Fridays, man. We've been getting so, some good feedback about it too. So, if you guys want to hear some stories from somebody somewhere in the universe, yeah, let us know. We'll get a hold of them. Yeah, even if you if you like it, let us know. I mean, let yeah. us know if oh, you yeah. like the new the new series, the new style. If you hear a little crackling in the background, that's actually like a campfire. It's not static. It's not static. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just post shitty audio. We try not to, anyhow. At least, yeah. Um, even though that one's from like <clears throat> 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. we did our best. Yes. But. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. That's hilarious. That's it, man. That's all. I'm done talking. I'm sorry. I talked the whole episode. I like it. Guys, if you guys... I haven't asked this in a long time. Ooh. It's going to be good. I'm not asking for you to email me. That's a fun little joke. I thought you were. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you guys could do us a favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you guys listen to this, give us a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. It helps people like you find our show. Help people like understand what kind of show this is. Do us a favor. And if you... uh, I don't know. If you send us a screenshot of it, Chuck will personally mm. I got give stickers. you an air high five and a sticker. I have stickers. I'll just air high five for sure. Yeah. But I'll definitely send you a sticker I if like you it. send us a screenshot yeah. on any of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'll see them if you send them um, or an email yeah. to Austin. <laughs> send an He'll email. see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll send you a sticker. I don't I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully we can get some uh, some stuff up here. We'll get some more hats out there. I know we're pretty much sold out of hats right now. We we're have some do shirts. Run. Uh, we probably have like two dozen shirts left. Sweet. Different sizes, a couple. Uh, maybe I'll do another shirt sale or something as well. I'll try to get rid of some of those ones. Awesome. And we can start coming out with some new gear and keep going, baby. Excellent. It's a new year, 2022. Dude. This is going to be your year, Austin. I'm it, feeling it. I'm feeling it too, man. I'm feeling it. It's been a minute. I have some uh, predictions in mind, but I'm not going to do it. You hold on to them. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Success is in your future, sir. Until next week. Distraction is real. Let's get it, dude.